guys, it's Melissa. Since we're an independent podcast, your support means the absolute world, whether that's on social media, in a podcast review, or a word of mouth recommendation. If you've been enjoying this podcast and would like to take it a step further, I now have a support feature where you can contribute a one-time donation at whichever price you'd like. Click the link in the episode description to learn more. Thanks guys, now enjoy the show. The Sisterhood of the Bottomless Mimosa. Welcome back to the Mimosa Sisterhood podcast. This is Melissa here to celebrate all things women and wine. And today we have another Everyday Woman episode. We are chatting with the most amazing, angelic, beautiful soul on planet Earth. Her name is Ashley Marie, and she is the founder and chief snack officer of BTR Bar, which if you don't know already, this is a superfood protein bar that is not only delicious, but it is jam-packed with fucking bomb-ass ingredients. So Ashley has worked with registered dietitians, professional chefs, a food scientist to source the highest quality ingredients on the planet, which brings you a protein bar that is actually healthy and will not give you diabetes from 70 grams of sugar that is snuck into the product to make it tasty. These bars are just bomb as they come, and I'm blown away because healthy things usually aren't good, and BTR bars are fire. I am particularly obsessed with the cinnamon cookie dough bar, but to be honest, I love all of them. They're so good. I was able to test a few out before Ashley and I recorded together, and I literally immediately bought myself my own box after the recording because I became obsessed with them. So, I'm not joking, you guys. If you are into nutrition, if you are into health and wellness, if you care about the ingredients that you put into your body, if you are a fan of clean eating, try out this bar. It's so, so, so good, and I have no doubt that you'll love it. Ashley was also a queen and provided a cool little 10% off promo code for all of the Mimosa Sisterhood listeners. So head on over to her website. It is www.eatbtrbar.com and you can use the code sisterhood to get a discount on your box. I will also link the website in the description note so it can take you straight to her page. And I really hope you enjoy this episode, you guys. I mean, We talk about a lot of stuff on today's recording. We talk about being a solo entrepreneur or solopreneur, as Ashley refers to it, how you come about launching your own business in the middle of a pandemic. She also got married in a pandemic, so it's been quite the 2020 year for Ashley. And we talk about grief because Ashley's business is actually a tribute to both of her parents who passed away from rare forms of cancer. Ashley has a really empowering, inspiring story to tell all of you today about how her business came to fruition and how her parents have sort of inspired this this company that I, I now love. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you do like it, as usual, share it on social media with your friends. Send it to one of your fitness nutrition gurus who is looking for a new protein bar, a new snack that they can actually feel good about eating. Share it with 
your parents. Ashley Marie is an incredible woman. I so, so, so admire her. And I just feel totally honored to have had her on the podcast. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. So don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a little review if you haven't already. A five-star rating. These are the things that really help this podcast grow and help us find women out there that don't know that we exist. Let's bring them on into the Mimosa Sisterhood crew and get this community pop locked and dropped. Like seriously, you guys, I want this to expand in 2021. I want it to blow up. I want it to reach women all over the world near and far and the only way that I can do that is with the help of you guys by sharing our episodes on social media texting it to a friend of course leaving podcast reviews engaging with me on social all of those you know ridiculous stupid internet things we have to do today to have thriving companies so I would love your help and I appreciate all of you for being here and enjoy the show Ashley. Hi, Melissa. Oh my goodness. I am so honored to be here. Okay, well, let's tell everybody about you. So you are the founder of BTR Bar. I know you're based out of San Francisco. You have an incredible protein bar that I have eaten so many of (laughs) over the past couple of weeks. Like I'm not, I'm not even lying. I think you sent like nine of them and I only have two (laughs) left and I've been saving my favorites for the last, which is the cinnamon cookie dough. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm like, I almost want to like crumble this up and add it into vanilla ice cream, which would totally defeat the purpose of it. (laughs) You could totally do that too. People make ice cream sandwiches. Oh my goodness. I, I, I will get into it. But your stories absolutely made my day. Just your energy, your enthusiasm. I was like, oh my goodness. I cannot wait to record with this girl. Well, okay, so I have eaten many a protein bar in my life, and I have just naturally gravitated to the the major brands that I see yes. in like most like grocery stores, 7-Elevens, wherever the heck, liquor stores. And, you know, like I've eaten a ton of Cliff Bars. I've had a bunch of Luna Bars. And I feel like Cliff Bars always just been like the go-to, and I've never even really thought to try something different but you know the one thing that I don't like about them is that they're like huge like they're so beastly and (laughs) they're like extremely high in calorie and they're just like such a thick like heavy protein bar and I get it they show you climbing rocks and shit like that and so you're supposed to be like really beefing up for whatever activity you have but like when I'm just casually on the go like hopping in the car skip breakfast or whatever like that I'm not trying to take down like 400 calories of like a protein bar, you know? And so I love how small the BTR bar is and it's like very low in calorie. And as I mentioned on Instagram, it's made with like the most healthy ingredients on earth and it tastes great, which I I love to hear it. Healthy things are never good. (laughs) You know what I mean? That is what we were really trying to just debunk that myth. And it, although it's it's true in some cases, I mean, there are some juices and shots that have great things in them for you, mm-hmm. but they, you just have to throw it back. But with a bar, you have to eat the whole thing to get the full benefits. So we wanted to make sure it tasted really good. Yeah. And I'm completely in love. And so I, I mean, 
I already was excited to have you on the show, but once I was able to eat a couple of different of your bars, I was sold. And I am so excited about it. I cannot wait to have these in my kitchen for life. And they're just amazing. So high five to you. You made an incredible protein bar that's so exciting and awesome. Thank you so much. You just made my day. (laughs) Okay, well, so let's tell everybody about BTR Bar. What made you start this business? You know, just everything about it as far back as you'd like to go. Just, I guess, tell all the listeners who you are and how you came to create this super clean, healthy protein bar. Yeah, absolutely. So BTR actually stands for Be Bold, Tenacious, and Resilient. And that was actually my parents' personal mantra. And the company is in is really a tribute to them. So I started this to honor them. And, you know, really goes back to over five years ago, both of my parents were diagnosed with rare forms of cancer. And it just completely changed our lives. I'm an only child. I became their primary caretaker. I was working full time. And my own nutrition just began to suffer. So eating hospital vending food machine and just hospital cafeteria food. And I was eating these, you know, so-called better for you protein bars and bites and snacks and they were sugar laden. They had ingredients I could barely pronounce. And, you know, my brain fog was bad. My energy levels were just so low. And my stress was already through the roof. And I just craved a truly better for you snack that anyone could eat that also had functional benefit to it. And I have my experiences in um, public health nutrition and food studies. So I, you know, knew of all these superfoods and adaptogens over five years ago. So I started writing down these recipes and, you know, started experimenting a little in my kitchen, just making energy balls for myself and and for my family. But it just, I just didn't have enough time. I just wanted, I just wanted someone to make it for me essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I have all these, I look back at my Google Docs from like 2016 and I have all these recipe ideas written down and I actually tabled the the, the idea for this company. So both my parents passed and it's literally, I know we'll talk a little bit about grief later on in the episode, completely changed my life. But I knew that, you know, being so close to my parents, you know, they, they always had these fun mantras and just inspirational words of wisdom to just always lift me up. I knew they wanted me to do something with my life with the, an idea for a company. They always, I was always a serial entrepreneur. I was, I remember way back when, when I was a little kid and I would pretend to own my own restaurant and I would serve my parents <laughs> and my grandparents food. I would make menus and I'd always had these different ideas growing up. And my father actually, he worked in legal and trademarks. And before he passed, when he was diagnosed, he was like, I, you you have this great idea for these energy balls. I'm going to incorporate a company for you. And I, he was like, what do you want to call it? I was like, oh, I think something along the lines of Better Bites. And he incorporated the company as Better Brownie Bites LLC. And I knew that when I launched BTR Bar, this is obviously, you know, many years later, I knew that I wanted to still keep that concept of better. Uh, brownie, I was like, ah, you can, you know, I, I love brownies, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to put it in the name of the companies just yeah. to give us some room to move around. 
and I knew I wanted to do something with a protein bar. I was a personal trainer for many years. I love bars, but I always hated the way I felt after eating them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fast forward five years later, I had just a very, very clear vision for the company and what better time than during a pandemic to launch a business. And really, I mean, life is precious. That's what this year has really showed so many of us. And it's, you know, really time to just like grab life and go with it. So I figured this is the time to do it and we launched at the very end of September, early October, and it has been a roller coaster of a 3 months. Okay, I did not realize that you just launched this year. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. I absolutely love that partly because almost every buddy that I have had on this segment for my podcast had started whatever they have going on during this year. And it wasn't love it. like, I didn't intentionally set that up. It's just everybody has taken this year by the balls and yes. like figured out how to make the best Perfect. Of you it. said it. You said, <laughs> I was like, should I say take this year by the balls? But yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh my god that is so exciting okay well so i imagine like did you literally create the product this year through put it through testing try it out and produce it or had this been in the works for a while but you just launched this year great question the for the most part it was all this year so i had a very clear idea of the ingredients that i wanted to use uh, i have a background as i had mentioned in public health and nutrition but i also worked with registered dietitians i worked with a personal chef and a food scientist to make this happen so it was you know from the kitchen to basically a, a co-packing kitchen, really being able to take my little small batches and these little energy balls. I remember my husband, as I was starting to make these balls, he was like, what is this? Why is there reishi mushroom in the cabinet? Like there's monk fruit everywhere. And I was like, no, no, it's, it's gonna be good. And he tasted it and he was like, okay, this, this is pretty good. But I knew that I needed to take it to the next level. So working with a personal chef and registered dietitians and a food scientist can really just make it even better. So I really, played around with it uh, mainly this year and we were able to to launch really quickly so I think the benefit of of a startup and being uh, being super small it's just me I'm a solopreneur is that we're able to be super nimble and make decisions really quickly so that uh, has definitely been a learning curve but we were able to do everything this year wow that's phenomenal I mean I was already like rooting for you 10 minutes ago but now it's just been elevated like oh, tr- just by the trillion <laughs> thank that you so much that is so exciting wow well I mean obviously I've already stated how much I love it but like you I'm just totally in awe that you were able to pull it together so quickly and also I love the the term solopreneur I've mm-hmm. never heard that before and I it's really calling to me I feel like <laughs> I can relate as somebody who runs their own podcast which is yes. like a 50 15 person job I'm doing it alone so I am I'm gonna take on that word and start using it so thank you (laughs) I love it it is it has its pros and its cons I think that there's some amazing decisions that you can just make because you just know and Mm -hmm. I like to say I operate 50% based on data driven and then 50% based on my gut and I think intuition is super important with making decisions Mm -hmm. and as a solopreneur you can do that pretty quickly but uh, as a team it's a little bit harder but then as a solopreneur you're doing you know wearing all the hats and doing all the jobs and Mm -hmm. it's definitely um definitely challenging so props to you 
you know, when we're leading up to this episode, I had so many questions, just totally curious about how you created this, every element of it from the actual product itself to the flavors, to the nutrition, to the branding, to the creative, the packaging, all of it. Um, I come from a retail background specifically in like the cosmetic world. And so I have had a lot of like firsthand experience with launching like hair products or, you know, shampoos and things like that. And I have seen within my own industry, like how long it takes to push things through. Um, And it's been so fun because I've, I've been able to be like a sort of like a test bunny when like a new product gets launched it'll be sent to me and I could try it out and be like well my head itches like a motherfucker um we can't use that (laughs) like figure it out but in terms of like a food item like how was there a lot of trial and error just getting the flavor profile down getting like the right consistency the right texture the right color like I imagine so much has to go into creating what you were able to produce because another thing that I really like about your bar is like specifically um the chocolate one I I wish I could name the name of it but I've eaten them all and thrown the wrappers away so I can't (laughs) I can't refer <laughs> to the okay. exact uh, the exact name of the bar, but there was like a raspberry one that you had sent and a, a chocolate one, and they both yes. have like huge chunks of chocolate in them. Yes. Which when you take a bite, it's like this little burst of just like love in your mouth because <laughs> it. it's a total different texture from the rest of the bar. And you go from sort of like a typical kind of protein texture to this like really like soft flavorful chocolate chunk that you get and so like how how does that even work like I know you mentioned that you've worked with different like chefs and nutritionists but like did it take a long time to like test them out and try them like did you produce a couple bad bars in the beginning oh my goodness that's such a great question it definitely took time I think that because I knew the flavor profiles like right off the bat that I wanted to to use so we have a cinnamon cookie dough we have a dark chocolate brownie and then we have a cherry chocolate chip because the ingredients are so important to the functionality of the bar I knew that the cinnamon is super super important for energy and blood flow so I wanted that to be in the energy bar so since I knew the types of ingredients that had to go in each of the bars then it was all about making sure the taste was there and the texture and actually the texture is I thought the taste would be the most challenging piece because we don't use any natural flavors which is so rare to come upon in a protein bar and one of the only brands in the industry to do that and it is a challenge you know every day we get different requests in oh can you make like a cheesecake bar and I'm like how mm-hmm. am I gonna how am I gonna make something taste like cheesecake yeah. when it's I don't have a natural flavor house that I can use and I really want to try to keep natural flavors out of the bar I really mm-hmm. you know natural flavors it's so hard to understand where they're coming from how they're made they are literally labeled the same on every single package regardless of whether it's like a cheese doodle or a protein bar so the fact that you just don't know what is in them is really hard for people like myself that has food allergies and food sensitivities and just I I don't really want a flavor house to be making my my 
the flavor of the bar. I really mm-hmm. want the flavors to stand for themselves. And so that I knew that the taste would be right on point, but texture is challenging. And since we don't use any emulsifiers, that's probably where we had the most iterations of let's, you know, change up the nut butters a bit. Like let's make cashew butter the first ingredient. Let's try almond butter as the first ingredient. And we're always iterating, which is nice. Once again, as a solopreneur, I can constantly make these decisions based on customer feedback. And we're getting, the feedback we're getting is unbelievable. And I thank you so much for sharing about your experience as well. The cinnamon cookie dough, hands down, is the most favored flavor. It's so good. (laughs) I know. It is really good. We definitely nailed the flavor and the texture is great as well. I think people like it because it's chewy and Mm -hmm. soft as opposed to the dark chocolate brownie, which is a little bit harder and more like fudge. So -hmm. we're actually in the process of relaunching the dark chocolate brownie in Q1 of 2021 same taste profile we're actually sneaking in some veggies as well some spinach and kale just to get some added benefits there Um, brain boosting benefits because that's our recharge bar and we're working on switching up the nut butters a bit just that's really where what takes the most time is this texturizing of the protein bar because gums and something called lecithin is in a ton of bars out there even the cleanest ones usually use some type of lecithin Mm -hmm. and since it's an emulsifier we're really just trying to stay away from using that and it's been I mean the reception has been incredible but it's also a different texture than what people are used to Mm -hmm. so I think that it definitely requires some education and knowledge and a knowledge base so we're excited to share some fun content in 2021 as well. Oh, cool. Okay, so I I have to ask, like, I know you stated that, you know, you came from um, an educational background that was sort of in the same sort of category of, you know, health and fitness and nutrition. But like, how in the world did you know how to just like launch a business one day? Like, did you have like, a mentor that helped you or you know is your husband you know a part business partner and maybe he helped you out or have you kind of just been rolling with the punches and teaching yourself how to just be like a full-blown entrepreneur oh my goodness such a great question so it's actually twofold I did have some business experience so I you know after my parents were were sick I needed some stability in my life and I actually uh, I took a job as the second Um, second hire at a startup company in the supplement industry. So by being the second hire, really, I taught myself so much from how to make products, how to source ingredients, Mm -hmm. how to figure out margins. Like there's just so much that I was able to teach myself. Mm -hmm. And then it's so interesting doing this on my own now. I'm like reteaching myself all of the all of the new things because things in the food and beverage industry change like underwear essentially <laughs> literally like every day it is something new that is happening in the food and bev industry and I think the best piece of information best piece of advice I can give to any future entrepreneurs is literally read everything subscribe to everything take courses so you know I I taught myself a lot in my previous role and then here because this is very different. This is a self-funded company and it's, I I want us to grow super organically. Mm -hmm. I literally am making very strategic investments. So I don't know how to do Facebook advertising. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me take a course. Let me teach myself everything possible about the industry. And then when I'm ready to hire someone, I can train them. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing is I'm literally just soaking everything up like a sponge. And I wish my husband had some experience to help me out here, but he is, he's just like 
the supporter on the sidelines. It Uh is just so funny. He just supports me every step of the way. I ask him a question. I'm like, what do you think about this color? He's like, whatever you want, hon. It's just, you you pick, you you know. And he does help me on the fulfillment side. We do all of our fulfillment in-house, so we're able Mm -hmm. to customize orders. And he's been very helpful on the operations front. But it's, it's really funny. We're just learning as we go. And I think that is just making sure that you're open to being this lifelong learner and mm-hmm. reading and listening to entrepreneur stories and having a good group of founder friends, I think is is vital. Heck yeah. I love what you said about, you know, having utilized your previous career to sort of collect uh, a variety of different skills that have now helped you in your business. Because, you know, there's always this like, um, this thing, you know, do I keep my day job? Do I not keep my day job? Like, what do I do about my day job? I have this passion, this project, this business I want to launch, but like, I have to work this job. I have to do the nine to five. I have to make the money to pay the bills, but like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this other thing. And so, you know, I have, um, somebody in the podcasting industry who's become somewhat of a mentor for me. And she, told us recently, you know, she's like, do not quit your day job until you are financially able to quit your day job. And until that time comes, use your day job and soak up every single thing you can out of that company, out of those leadership, you know, the people that are in leadership, out of, you know, the projects that you do, all of the responsibilities that you have. Like while you are there, you take every single damn thing that you can get out of it and you store it and you use it to help your business become as successful as, you know, it can be one day. And, you know, I thought that was such incredible advice because I struggled with that in my own life on the day-to-day where I just want a podcast like can't I just be a podcaster like what the hell why do I have to work my job this is ridiculous (laughs) but at the same time you know that advice was incredible because I realized that my podcast wouldn't be what it is now if I hadn't had so much retail experience if I hadn't worked with marketing product and creative departments if I hadn't been you know responsible for pitching creative decks like all of these like branding elements that I have actually learned from my corporate job have really helped build this brand that I'm building in my podcasting world and so It's true. I mean, and you know, it goes down to like, you know, you could just be doing like customer service somewhere or it doesn't have to be a a big corporate job. You could be waiting tables, like whatever it is that you're doing. There are so many skills that you could actually really be learning that will help you in your side hustle. And so, you know, I've I've always been the person that's been like, quit the day job. But (laughs) I get it now. Like it, it, it makes sense to take what you can from these companies and use them, you know, for your own and it's it's valuable it's extremely valuable information yeah I feel like there's just so many things I I'm pretty spiritual person and I feel like there's so many things that have to align and you learn from so like I I think about myself years ago and I actually start I I also had a role in education I worked in higher education for a couple years and my first master's is actually in higher education and counseling And I think about, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I had gotten my MBA. But my degree in higher education and counseling has been so helpful because not necessarily the connections that I made, but the skill sets are so transferable in Mm -hmm. starting a business, leading a team, 
working with influencers, you know, mm-hmm. marketing a product, building a community, it's all the same thing. So really yeah. just being able to, you know, take those skills, make sure that they're transferable and just using them and then continuing to learn along the way and build on it has been so incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I also love that your husband's part of the fulfillment center. <laughs> love it he really didn't have much of a choice there but he is definitely a he's he's a big help so if fulfillment shipping and logistics is not easy and as much as I I enjoy it it's not something that really leaves enough room in the day for like my Mm -hmm. creative processes to happen and it you know R&D and innovation and launching new campaigns so he takes that off my plate happily So cool. And also he has an incredibly important job as well. Being husband, supporter, like that's a huge role. (laughs) Totally. You know, you always have to have that positive energy around you who's reminding you that like you can do this, you're making it happen. Like when times get tough, just lifting you back up. And, you know, it, it can be hard being on the other side, you know, watching your partner, you know, build this entire empire and knowing that like the job is not an easy job. And so they have to really play a role in making sure that they're there for you. So it's not small shoes to fill. So props to him. Thank you for the shout out. I'll make sure he listens to the episode (laughs) as well. And I'm sure he'll blush. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, so Obviously, you know, you guys just launched this year. It's super new. Are you planning on trying to get this in actual like retailers? Yes. So that is 1000% yes. I definitely wanted to start direct to consumer to gather data. So to see what people think of the flavors, Mm -hmm. to see if that really to prove product market fit and brand fit. And so far over the past three months, that has been incredible. Just to see, you know, a whole team of brand ambassadors, we've got customers ordering seven and eight times in two and a half months. It's just been incredible to see and watch the reception to the product and the launch. And now in 2021, the goal is to really push forward more into, you know, have a retail presence. So I I see the brand is very omni-channel. You've seen the packaging. The packaging Mm -hmm. very much stands out. And I was really strategic on the hierarchy and information that's on the packaging. So someone in retail and in a, a very busy protein bar, nutrition bar aisle can see, okay, this bar is for energy, this bar is to recharge, and this bar is for zen. And they can immediately in those three seconds that it takes for a consumer to make a decision say okay I love this function I love this flavor this is what I'm feeling I want this bar and it's Mm -hmm. really about like unwrapping a feeling so I Mm -hmm. want people this is the brand is all about being bold tenacious and resilient and I want people to feel that in the first three seconds of seeing it on shelf whether that's the digital shelf or the brick and mortar shelf but starting direct to consumer first has been able has been just such a great opportunity And then hopefully this year, with everything that's happening in the world, there will be more space on shelves for on-the-go snacks and protein bars where this year the category took a bit of a dip just because people weren't on the go and people weren't in offices as much. So I'm excited for this category to boom again in 2021. Yeah, totally. And especially um, I when I was younger, I used to work at 24 Hour Fitness for like, love it. my first job. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was a complete nightmare shit show. <laughs> I have so many horror stories from oh 24 God. Hour Fitness. I could only imagine. I used to work at Crunch. <laughs> so I, I hear you. <laughs> With all of the gyms also being closed this year, yes. that's like another area where this bar could live in totally. terms of like a retail space. But 
you know, life has just taken a real shit this year. So it's like, but you know what? It, it's well things, said. Things are going to pick back up next year. And, you know, I feel like also like once life starts going back together, it's going to really like create this added inspiration for people to be supporting small business owners or, you know, to can't wait to get back into the gym and kickstart their fitness plans for 2021 because I haven't been able to get into a gym in like 11 months yeah. and it's been traumatic. <laughs> likewise, likewise. It's, we've made like home gym for ourselves yeah. here in our apartment and it's, it is challenging and, you know, can be discouraging. And I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity for uh, people will definitely want to be together and, you know, still socially distanced and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it, it's a great opportunity for things to open up and, you know, being in California, we're in lockdown again. So it's so yeah. interesting to see the rest of the country kind of operate and whatnot. And we're like, okay, lockdown Christmas, that's totally fine. You know, we just want to make sure that everyone is safe. But mm-hmm. I think 2021 is uh, is going to be our year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I did notice on your website, I was, I was taking a look earlier today and I saw that you guys are participating in like a bunch of different donations to different scholarship programs and organizations. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So this year, we made donations to both the American Cancer Society and Girls Who Code. So right now, we're trying to figure out – So. I know at our core that the the brand is all about being bold, tenacious, and resilient. I'm literally wearing our swag right now. We have a sweatshirt that says bold, tenacious, and resilient. And it's it's really resonating amongst the community. So I'm really trying to make sure that our mission carries through in every aspect of the brand. So that goes for the marketing, it goes for the packaging, goes for our swag, as well as what we want to contribute and give back to to the world. So one organization that's been very close to my heart um, is the American Cancer Society. Since both my parents were diagnosed with cancer, they were just so pivotal in our in everything in, over the past several years. And I knew that was something I really wanted to be in the forefront as we launched. And I wanted to make sure when we did our big Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale, we gave a portion of our profits to the American Cancer Society. So that was our first donation. And then we also donated to Girls Who Code because that is an organization that I just think is absolutely incredible. And one thing that we really want to do since the bars, are our target consumer really is that female age 18 to 45 who you know, really wants to empower other women to be their absolute best selves, aka bold, tenacious, and resilient. And that starts in the classroom by empowering young women. And that is exactly what Girls Who Code does. So those are the two organizations that we donated to this year. And in 2021, right now I'm trying to figure out with our strategic plan, I actually like having lifelong partners. So I think we're actually going to keep both of those organizations for 2021 uh, instead of kind of switching off and different doing different organizations each year. And, and we'll see how it goes. We're definitely um, always reaching out to our community to get their feedback and to see what organizations they want to see us donate to. I love the Girls Who Code organization. I didn't know that it existed. And when I read it, I was like, hell yeah, girl coders, where are they? (laughs) Like, I feel like coding is such like a male dominated thing. Totally. It's just like super techie. And I, I, I personally don't know anybody 
that is a female that is a coder. But I mean, especially with just the future of the way, you know, technology and, you know, just the way that our, our society operates, it's a fantastic career path. Like, 100%. Yes. I, I love the idea of sort of helping young girls be inspired to take on these you know, types of careers that really weren't as common. Like when I was growing up, what is coding? You know, Um, I don't think it existed until we all created our own MySpace pages and had to code our own, you know, music videos and our own little like flowers that like fell from the sky. I remember those days, (laughs) right? We're dating ourselves. That's totally okay. (laughs) You know what? Those were special times. (laughs) They were. I literally, I could... Picture myself sitting in my bedroom on my computer with my like AOL screen name and coding HTML thinking, oh my goodness, I know so much about HTML as I'm making this little like flower layout. So I totally hear you. Oh my God. How funny that we all just sort of like taught ourselves how to code when we were like in adolescent age. Yes. And now we're bringing it back with girls who code. I love it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really awesome. You know, being such a new company, launching this year and having such a presence with important organizations. I mean, wow. That's, I mean, you're off to a fantastic start. (laughs) Thank you. We really, I'm, I'm one of those people that is like goes all in. So go big or go home. And I knew that with the packaging, I just knew that with our launch, that even though this was, it was a kind of soft launch, obviously the last three months of of 2020, it's 2020 has been a shit show. It's, I I wanted to bring some joy and positivity into people's lives. And Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say what better way than a protein bar. When most people think of protein bars, they're like, okay, it's, it's to get me through, you know, my mid afternoon snack or my mid afternoon meeting, or I'm on a road trip. So I have to eat this protein bar because I bought it at 7-Eleven. We really just want to throw that all away and change the space completely. Protein bars can be more than just consuming protein, basically a candy bar in disguise. So, you know, we really, that's why protein bars with a purpose is our tagline. We really want to bring purpose in every decision that we make. So I did have one question. So since you've been launching your company and spending this whole year creating a product, testing it, releasing it, doing all of your packaging creative, donating to different organizations, like, are there any, is there any particular, like, huge success that was like groundbreaking for you that just really sealed the deal or was there like any huge obstacle that you had to face that was extremely challenging great question actually both would probably be happening this month right now oh, so huge no. so, two huge uh bo- milestones so one actually happened yesterday we had uh, got our first mention in forbes which was really <gasps> exciting <laughs> just Whoa. totally took me back it was just unbelievable to see our brand new company amongst the presence of giants. So mm-hmm. in the article, it was all about plant-based trends in 2021 and 2020 and you know what to expect from 2021. And because we're an adaptogen-powered protein bar, which is extremely different, and a lot of people, adaptogens are an interesting word and it's kind of buzzy right now. And really, you know, at its core, it just means in an herb or a plant that help or a root that helps you adapt to stress. And to be mentioned in that article with Four Sigmatic and Blue Apron and Hungry Root and just Sakara Life, so many amazing big brands was just unbelievable and mind-blowing. I definitely did a little happy dance there. Heck and yeah. then 
another I, I don't know if I would call it a milestone but when when we see customers repeat order like I had mentioned seven and eight times that is just unbelievable to me especially when mm-hmm. it's not like a family member so you know mm-hmm. we we have a couple of family and friends that just support the business and that was great during the launch but now it's it's our customers that are fueling us and it's just so exciting to see people come back to the site and we're brand new and and order a bunch of boxes of bars it's just it, besides the fact that it's you know bringing revenue into the company for us to do more things it just means that people like them and people are inspired by them and it's helping them live their best lives so that has those have definitely been a couple fun milestones and then an obstacle a constant obstacle in all businesses i've discovered is inventory and inventory forecasting inventory management so we are actually running out of stock of two of our three SKUs right now so good and bad problem to have a bad problem is that we're entering january and this is supposed to be like our big month and we are low on inventory so good problem is that people love the bars so i'm trying Mm -hmm. to you know every day i wake up and i'm like oh my goodness when when are we gonna have more inventory and then I'm like okay on the flip side think about this positively it's just January it's okay this is your Mm -hmm. first year and just thinking constantly thinking about what 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 products are going to perform how should we be tweaking our inventory management model but that's always an obstacle to to overcome yeah and you know especially since you are still you know just selling straight to customer and you aren't in like a massive retail space yet that would be a real tragedy if you were in a massive retail space and you were out of inventory and they were like, where the hell are our bars? Like, that would be rough. But I feel like especially since, you know, you are new and up and coming and the people that are purchasing your bars right now are, are, you know, either family and friends or they're, they're new people like myself who have loved the product and are excited about it. They also understand that, you're a one woman show. You have yes. launched this new business in the middle of a pandemic. The product is great, but of course there's always going to be learning lessons when you launch a new company, especially in the middle of a pandemic. So I feel like people, I mean, you would hope that people would just be human and understand, totally. you know, yes. what's going on. But it's it's just so funny. I'm I'm I have actually had to manage many a warehouse in my life so then you completely understand (laughs) I totally (laughs) understand yeah I'm like ooh, we're talking about SKUs I love it this is my language oh Uh, I love it I could talk (laughs) about it all day (laughs) I know me too um I did have a question do you create and produce the product here in California we do yes everything is made here in California awesome well so I I wanted to transition a little bit so Obviously, you have launched this this incredible protein bar business, but it came from a pretty rocky start. Um, and I feel like it's important to discuss, you know, some of the hardship that you face that have has also sort of played this role of inspiration in your life that led you down this path to launch this business in memory of your your parents but i would imagine and i mean correct me if i'm wrong i feel like you know especially as success comes in it's so exciting and you you probably feel like i've i've done it for them and i've i've made the success happen but like do you ever experience like grief in it like especially with the fact that your brand is you know a motto that your parents have used often throughout your life and they're heavily associated with the brand is it difficult sort of like managing this up-and-coming success while also like keeping 
their memories alive and, you know, this emptiness that you aren't able to experience with them? Totally. That's, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm a pretty spiritual person. So I actually, I talk out loud to my parents multiple times a day, asking them questions, getting their feedback on decisions and just trying to channel their energy to see what, what they would do. Mm-hmm. And I think that when, I talk to a lot of a, a lot of my colleagues that have also experienced grief. I think the whenever there is an exciting moment, there's always that moment of emptiness as well. Just to acknowledge, like another thing that happened this year in the middle in the middle of everything, um, is I, I got married. So my my new husband, uh, we've been together for over six years, but we uh, our wedding was on October tenth, ten ten twenty. And it was a COVID wedding. Like we had a couple guests and everyone joined us on Zoom. But mm-hmm. it was an extremely emotional day just because it was it would be something that my parents would have loved and just I would have been over the moon to, to be present at. Mm-hmm. And I actually brought pictures of them and had them there so I could see their pictures. And I think it's just it's a constant reminder that they're physically no longer with me. But I need to make sure that I'm always thinking that they're over, they're sitting over my shoulder. And I really Mm -hmm. look in the mirror and I see them and that is really what keeps me going. But it definitely, whenever we have moments that are exciting, I, you know, I I still sit down and just respect the fact like they're not here and I need to communicate that to them and just really, you know, give myself some grace as well and let myself feel excited and happy, but also sad at the same time, which has definitely been challenging and challenging for my husband. He's like, I don't know what to do. Do I hug you? Do I, do I laugh? I don't know. And so it's, it's definitely been challenging, but I, you know, know that they're, they're with me and, you know, I, I, I know what they would say about the business and that is what I try to hold on to every day. Yeah, totally. If you don't mind me asking, did they pass like recently and then you launched the business? So my they they were pa- passed a while ago. So my mom passed. Um, she had a rare form of cancer um, known as a leomyosarcoma, which is like 0.01% of the population. It's just unbelievable. And my father passed uh, a few years ago um, of appendiceal cancer, also super rare. And that is something, it's also very top of mind for myself and my health. And that's why mm-hmm. even starting a company that I wanted to make sure that health and wellness was at the forefront of the company because it's so important. And I think it's something maybe 10 years ago I might have taken for granted. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to eat a protein bar because maybe it'll help me lose weight or I'm going to eat a protein bar because it's, you know, mm-hmm. lower in calories. But now it's, you know, what are the ingredients and what am I yeah. putting in my body and you know, I really wanted to bring something to market that, you know, I, we've actually had some customers that are like, this is the cleanest bar I've ever seen. Maybe it's too clean. And I was like, I don't know how that's possible, but it's, I just, I personally, do I eat things with natural flavors? Yes. You know, every once in a while, it, you know, things happen. It's, it's fine. I'm not in this space where it's like, oh no, no natural flavors forever. I just wanted to be in a place where I'm bringing a product to market that I feel comfortable eating multiple times a day, know that it's good for good for my health and wellness mm-hmm. and does something for my body so yeah. it's yeah it's 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 been a crazy couple of years 
Well, I mean, at least there's no doubt that your parents are probably like popping champagne and celebrating like crazy for you and just so proud of all that you've accomplished, especially through, you know, the tragedy that you had to overcome just in general. I mean, I've experienced quite a bit of loss in my life. I haven't lost any family members, but I've lost quite a few people close to me very tragically. And, you know, for me, like, I mean, that's still something that I grieve today and it's been a couple of years. And Mm so I think like the really cool thing, though, is that while you grieve and while you cope, there's always I mean, this company in general is almost like keeping your parents alive and with you. Oh my goodness, that means so much. I might tear up right now. I that is exact that's exactly the purpose is I really they were just the most generous people I know and it's it's just unbelievable to be able to have the opportunity to fulfill their legacy and you know I hope to even do more on the website to put more family photos up and to put more of their mantras and words mm-hmm. of wisdom and it's just you know they were the second parents to all of my friends so I was yeah. you know one of those kids in high school where my mom would my mom was a stay-at-home mom for un, until I was in high school so she you know really dedicated her life to making sure that I was ha- happy and it's mm-hmm. just it's unbelievable to you know we were just like a tripod over the here because we were you know I was an only child and um it was it's just an honor to be able to you know start this company and make really tell their story and Mm -hmm. when their lives were just cut too short yeah and you know I I absolutely love that you are honoring them also by sort of preaching their same motto that you know you've heard probably countless times throughout your life yes it's funny because my dad has so many little phrases. I love it. And, you know, there are things that, like, probably have driven me crazy my <laughs> whole entire life. Yes. And, like, you know, you're like, shut up, dad. Like, get out of here. Like, you know, you're just like, kick rocks with the stupid phrases all the time. And it was funny because I was reading on your website and there was like something that stood out that I think you had written that your parents had either said or it was just part of you know what you had stated when you were talking about them but my dad has religiously constantly stated the phrase make it happen yes and I have heard that on repeat my entire life and you know a couple of years ago I think it was at the end of 2017 my dad had a surgery that he needed to be done he had like a tumor in his in his brain and you know he of course told nobody he was like oh I'm going into the hospital to get a little procedure done well I'll be back in like you know a couple hours doesn't tell anybody that he literally has a tumor that needs to be removed from his brain and I get like the call that your your dad like is not like the 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 surgery didn't go well and we all got to go to the hospital right now. And, you know, it was like the worst month of my life because mm-hmm. my dad was in the hospital for about, you know, several weeks and the ICU and like things just did not go well. And then it, you know, when I was, when I, when you guys reached out and I read your story, I was like, oh my God, like I've been in a situation where I've been living in the ICU yes. and I've had to experience days and days and days on end of sitting there in like a ski coat because it's like negative 10 degrees yes, and there's like no food anywhere and I'm trying to figure out and also when you're in the ICU like they don't even want you to like bring anything in so yeah. 
I had to figure out like, how can I feed my dad food that isn't the garbage that they're feeding him in the hospital? Because nurses would come in with like a hamburger and like yes. applesauce. And it's yeah. like, what? The and, guy just had soda. like five seizures and like a tumor in his brain. Like oh what is goodness. going on? <laughs> and it's it was nuts. And so I'd try and figure out like, what can I come, you know, what can I pick up that's healthy and bring into the hospital and feed to my dad while he's in the ICU? And luckily my dad is alive he's fine but i mean it was months and months and months of recovery he was blind for a long time and um it wasn't good but we're fine today everything's great but you know just like reading your story like i i was thinking to myself like if my dad had passed like the one thing that i would never be able to let go is the make it happen yes and that's yeah, it's, like it how BTR you. Bar came to fruition was kind of that same scenario. And so I'm so it's sorry. Crazy. That's such a pro- – oh, my goodness. That's so – it's just still so hard to, to go through. It's it's so hard to witness and be a part. Uh, and and it, at the same time, it's also, you know, I was, I was their caretaker. And it's something that's mm-hmm. like you're honored to do. But it's also – it's just it's, – it's torturous. So – I am so sorry to hear that. I'm so happy your father is doing well and I'm happy Make It Happen has stayed with you and we actually, <laughs> I'm literally staring at a sticker. So I had three stickers made to represent each of the bars and one of the stickers is Make It Happen. That was actually yep. was one of my mom's sayings is like, just shut up and make it happen. So I'm like, yep. okay. But yeah, I mean, these little things, my father would say like affect the quality of the day, you know, use your common sense, like little things they stay with you and it's just mm-hmm. things that you know I'm going about my my daily business I'm reading my emails and then it just pops in your head and and to me that's my my parents coming to me with this this mission to to do with what they say essentially because it, it stayed with me and be bold tenacious and resilient was definitely one of those things where it's like okay enough with that already I get yeah. it <laughs> and now it's the name of my company so it's it's so it's so interesting how things yeah. turn out I mean, it really is one of the most perfect ways to honor them. It's just, you know, being able to preach the same things that they preached to you while they were raising you. And it's just keeping that, you know, cycle going and spreading those same positive messages and just keeping that energy alive. And that's really awesome. Thank you. So advice. I always love to kind of do like a little advice corner during these episodes because this podcast was created with intent to inspire other women and whether that's stories of women throughout history who've you know gone through countless obstacles through their life to get by or if that's the everyday woman who just has a really inspiring life story um, which you know no story can happen without you know ups and downs it's literally impossible and so I would just love to ask you a couple of things you know and hope that maybe you could provide some advice for our listeners who've been in similar situations, whether they are either coping with grief themselves and, you know, struggling to kind of get through that, but also just like for the the woman today that w- wants to create something and yes. wants to really create something for the world that, you know, is here to better the world or to create something that doesn't exist yet and sort of fill this gap and have this incredible product that has been missing from society like and they don't know where to start like what kind of advice would you give yeah so oh my goodness so so many good questions so first question just to make sure I'm, I'm answering it for you advice for potential budding entrepreneurs and where to start so 
it might sound a little cliche, but start anywhere. And I think the first the first piece of advice I have there is to not let, I say this a lot to myself, to not let perfection be the enemy of progress. So I think that sometimes, I'm a chronic perfectionist over here, we, we let ourselves get so consumed with, you know, an idea and the details, like getting in the weeds of the idea. So thinking about the font color or the typeface, just get it all down on paper. And, you know, really don't be afraid to start anywhere and don't be afraid to be told no because you're going to be told no probably a hundred times, but on the other side of no, I promise you there is a yes. Mm -hmm. It's a numbers game. So really, you know, as we're starting to think about reaching out to retailers and investors, like I know it's going to be a numbers game and that's okay. It's really about finding the idea, the, your passion that really aligns with what you want to do long term. That's some incredible advice, and I'm actually going to take it myself for this podcast. I love it. <laughs> I, I have to take my own advice for I am I'm still that person before sending out an email that's like, oh, let me change the typeface, let me change the color. Yeah. Like, it's just not. It, it's not that important. That's not what yeah. people are going to remember. They're going to remember how you made them feel as opposed to mm-hmm. what color your font is. Yeah. And you know what else like I really had to get past before with this podcast was like this constant feeling of like I'm not ready yet or this isn't as perfect as I wanted it to be or wait I can't I can't you know launch this new thing because I just haven't really like gotten my entire list together and have checked off all the boxes and I'm just like just this constant feeling of like not yet And, you know, like the longer that you delay over some of like the littlest of things that, you know, reality are not as important as you might think they are, it, it, you know, you're delaying the ability to get this out into the world. And, you know, a lot of the times, especially what I'm, I'm learning with myself is that the product might be absolute, like it might not yet be absolutely perfect, but sometimes like people are going to love it regardless, especially if they can kind of love and connect with the person behind it. Yes, so true. Even if you have a little bit more work to do to get to that place, like if you can connect with your customer or your audience, they're willing to like wait around (laughs) until it gets perfect. Do you know what I mean? So true. I think, you know, you hear this time and again from, I listen to a ton of podcasts and read a ton of things and I constantly hear, you know, if it was perfect when you launched, you started too late. Mm-hmm. And I, I I kind of believe that because you, you have to iterate. And I think that even with the bar, it's like we're tweaking recipes. We're always making things mm-hmm. better and just making sure you know who, who you think your target consumer is going to be. And things might change. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think our target consumer now that we're gathering some data is, you know, this female entrepreneur, badass mom that is – you know, working all the time and running around and needs a bar to, you know, to fuel themselves. And we actually, we have a lot of men that are ordering the bars and loving them. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, being open to pivoting and just, mm-hmm. just doing it. I think yeah. my, my mom always used to say like, don't be the talker, be the doer. And I actually have a, a birthday card from her like, oh, I'm just so proud of you that, you know, you're one of the doers in life. And, you know, I'm just so proud that you, you know, you took that and ran with it. And that's something I always keep in the back of my mind. Like, don't just sit there and talk about it, Ashley. Like, just, you know, sit your ass down and get it done. Yep. And you, and you know what else sometimes we have to do is like, you know, we're here to create something and we have to put it out there. 
But sometimes it's the customer that tells us what new paths to take. Exactly. So like what we might think is this, you know, grand finale of a, a podcast or a show or a product, you know, sometimes we put it out there and your your fans or your audience or your customer is the one that's sort of guiding you in the different directions that lead you to success. So like figuring out how to eliminate that ego where you're like, I know all and it will be my way. And like being able to sort of like take the feedback, listen to the perspective from the consumer and allow that flexibility to sort of take a path that you never even intended, but one that your, your customer is asking you to take. Exactly. And I think that's such a great advice of just putting your ego, you know, out of the way. This isn't about you. This is about the customer is expressing what what they want. And everyone's going to have a different idea of what they want and listen to it, gather the data and then make the best educated decision. But it's not about you. Mm -hmm. Well, so what kind of advice would you have for anybody that is experiencing grief in their own lives and, you know, struggling to cope or struggling to make peace with what has happened, but also like looking for ways in which they can keep their loved one's spirit alive. Yeah, that is, I am definitely not an expert. (laughs) It's definitely um, something that I, I work on myself every day. I think when it comes to keeping your loved one's spirit alive, that is where I feel like I've grown a lot in the past two years or so. I think like I had mentioned, I I talk to my parents out loud, which may make me sound like a crazy person. I usually do this when I'm alone, but I try to kind of like open a space for them and invite them into the space and Mm -hmm. really just try to channel and think about, think about what they would, would say to me and how they would respond and ask questions and talk to them. And that's really just been so comforting because it makes me feel like they're here. And it's just, that is really changed the game for me. And then I think anyone that's grieving, something I try to do for myself is let, when I feel like I need to sit in the grief, and it's not necessarily, you know, having a pity party. I, someone someone has said like, oh, Ashley, just throwing a pity party for yourself. That is That is not true. It's letting yourself sit in the grief. So if I want to sit and cry and watch six episodes of Shit's Creek in a row, I'm going to do it. And yeah. you know, let yourself do that and find what works best for you. So in right when my parents passed, what worked the best for me was working out nonstop. And, you know, then I realized I was like, I'm like burning my body out. I have to find other ways to grieve that are healthy and make sure, making sure that they're sustainable. And I think just, you know, giving yourself that time to, to cry and time to mourn as well as, you know, you are only human and tragedy is really, really hard. And letting yourself have that moment to be like, yeah, this sucks. This really Mm -hmm. sucks. And anytime I, you know, talk to friends and family and colleagues who have lost someone, it's, you know, I always say the same thing. Like that real, that sucks. I am so sorry for you. And there's just not, I can't, whatever I say is not really going to change anything. So I'm just Mm going to let, you know, validate that right now your life sucks, but it's going to get better or it's not necessarily better, it's it's going to change. Time yeah. really does have an impact on things and it, it's not necessarily like the, you know, the same, 
I feel the same pain as I did this, you know, the day my parents passed, but time changes things because you evolve as a person and you know you you know I became more spiritual so I think that you know making sure that you give that time to yourself to heal and to make sure that you're okay with the fact that it could be 10 years 20 years you're still gonna feel that pain and that's okay just make that space for yourself yeah totally I completely agree I I had lost four people in one year oh my goodness and you know, it was really interesting because I learned a lot about myself that year, which was very unexpected. And as I spent the year mourning and then another person would die and then it would be like, okay, round two mourning and then another person would die and it just like kept going, you know? And so I was like pushed into this like absolute state of just complete trauma. Like there was no like getting out of it. But during that experience, I realized, like, so many things about myself that I had never known before. Like, the fact that I, like, didn't really have any coping skills. The fact that I had a tendency to sort of resort to reckless behavior as um, a solve for the pain that I was feeling. That, you know, I actually had really low self-esteem and I was resorting to other people to aid my healing from the trauma I was going through. Like, all these weird, like, doors started opening about, like, myself that I had never would have known before. And so, it, it like, it actually really inspired me to seek my own personal help, which was That's like so powerful. never part of the plan. You know, it was kind of like, you know, people had passed, I'd lost loved ones and you just grieve. But then it the grieving and the experience alone had just completely opened the light. It had like brought down this huge epiphany of like areas in which I had to sort of heal myself. Like, and healing's a crazy thing. I mean, regardless of what kind of healing you're doing, it's it's heavy and it's very powerful and it's traumatic and it's it's a lot to get through. But, you know, I had realized that like I was never going to be able to cope with loss until I healed the patches that were existing before the loss ever even happened <laughs> which <Yeah>. is wild <laughs> it, it I mean that is oh my goodness that brings up so many emotions for I completely resonate you know I think a, a, a couple things I, I left out and you know is that when you lose people so close to you you just feel like you lose a piece of yourself and that you know the self-esteem part 100% I think that's probably why I, I threw myself into exercise and you know focusing so much on eating clean and it, you know things that you can control and you know you, yeah I take a look back to those years I'm like okay that was not that was not super healthy and it, you just learn so much about yourself and it just morphs you into this this person that is mm-hmm. completely different, um, but at your core, the same, but like unrecognizable on the outside. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think I, I was literally just talking about this with somebody that was on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about, you know, all of these things things that we don't learn through life that are some of the most important things we should be learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One being grief, like how to manage yes. loss, you know, um, just relationship dynamics, how we never learn a single thing about that our whole lives. And then you're just in a relationship one day. Um, <laughs> all of these like social dynamics that really fuel humanity, but they're always on the back burner. And it's just like math, geometry, history, science, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So true. Um, 
And I was talking to her about that and I was just like, it's pretty wild how a large part of living is having to learn in the moment. And you often don't get it right the first, you know, 25 times, if not longer. But every time you you learn a little bit more and you kind of like you pick up a few more skills or a few more um, bits of knowledge, a little bit more info. And, you know, eventually you kind of can piece together like, okay, this is what's best for me to navigate through this situation that I'm in. And so, you know, having experienced four losses in one year in a very short amount of time, I mean, I literally hit rock bottom. Like I couldn't have gotten lower than as low as I was, but I was able to learn so many things about myself and, you know, why I reacted the way I did, why I chose to cope the way that I chose, like how, you know, the the decisions I made were actually more harmful to me than, you know, before the loss occurred. And it's really, I, I truly believe that it was a huge learning lesson. So, you know, next time I do learn, you know, I do lose somebody in my life. At least I have that as a, a memory of, okay, so well, this powerful. is what you did last time and it was not good. <laughs> So this time around, we're going to take different, you know, steps to healing and we're going to try new avenues and we're going to hope that it goes better than it did before. But yeah, I mean, with grief, there's, I feel like it's so individual to the person. Like it's so hard to provide advice or to give, you know, tips on how to navigate it better. But I do think it's important that people share their experiences because other people can resonate to it or other people can say, hey, like, you know, I, I like, you know, the way that she, the, the, the path that she took to get towards healing or, hey, exactly. you know, Melissa took a really horrible path. I've done that before too. And it makes me feel better to know that I wasn't alone during that grieving process and other people have grieved the same way in which I have. And so, I feel like there's no quick fix. Obviously, you know that. But, you know, being able to talk about it and share your experience with it, I feel is very, can be very empowering to anybody that's listening that's either going through it or will eventually have to go through it because we just don't learn this stuff in life. And the only way that we can learn from it is experiencing it or, you know, having support from other people who have also experienced it. So, Totally. And thank you for making this space because it is um, it's just so wonderful to be able to tell my parents' story, but also to, you know, empower anyone that is unfortunately going through this grieving process. And it, like you mentioned, I mean, you just learn so much about yourself and it's it's so critical to find a support system and just know that that support system is not like my husband. I leaned on my husband a lot and that was unfair to him because he is not going to fill that hole. Just knowing that hole exists is mm-hmm. is so important. And letting yourself sit sit with that and finding a support system who can fill other gaps or finding a support system that just empowers you to be your best self and to glow again. I think that's that's super critical. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very, very appreciative that you have told your story with all of us on the Mimosa Sisterhood podcast it's inspiring. I mean, the fact that you've experienced such trauma in your life and have gone on to create an entire business in memory of your parents and not only a 
a business, but a great business. I mean, your products are Thank so you. great. I absolutely love your protein bars. I'm so excited to see the future of BTR Bar. I can't wait. I will literally be doing cartwheels in a Target <laughs> if I see it on the stands. Like, so will I. It's I'll be just right there so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so we're totally rooting for you over here, and I'm just cheering you on, and just know that you do have a support system in the Mimosa Sisterhood oh, if ever it. you need it. <laughs> Thank you. I am here, as well as all of my listeners. We're kind of just one giant support system together. We're I all just it. women trying to learn from other women and navigate through life as seamlessly as possible with you know, the, the tools and the stories that we hear that help us kind of navigate our own our own journeys. So very happy to have had you on. I always have the burning question of the evening on these episodes, which I can't wait to ask you. So as you know, we are the Mimosa Sisterhood, we very much value sisterhood. And obviously, I know you do because you're out here supporting the girls who can code. Um, (laughs) But I would love to get your thoughts on like, what, what does sisterhood mean to you? Oh my goodness, such a great question. I think the best way to describe what sisterhood means to me is having a group of women have your back no matter what and love you and respect you for being, you know, for every part of you. So the good and the bad. I think that that's so critical and making sure that you're surrounding yourself and being your most open, transparent self with with your support system. So I think sisterhood to me is, you know, all about support, all about empowerment, but making sure that you, you know, from top to bottom, you are 100% yourself and being accepted and loved and cherished amongst amongst that group. Yes. Uh, yes. I love that question. Such a great and I love how it ties back to the I'm just Oh my goodness, I had such a great time recording. This has been amazing. Well, I also forgot to ask, are you enjoying a cocktail tonight? <laughs> I am. I'm having a cranberry <laughs> vodka. I'm halfway through my cranberry vodka. So I'm I'm I figured it's it's six o'clock here on the West Coast. This is this is a time to relax. It's the holiday week, so I am enjoying a cocktail. Are you enjoying Perfect. a mimosa? I am not. Um it's you know, it's so weird to drink a mimosa in the evening time, is which is typically when I record. But if I do record on a weekend, it's usually because I'm recording with somebody on the East Coast and they the time gets weird. So I'll record in the morning and I will always have a mimosa during it. those recordings. I love it. But I actually am drinking a Costco Kirkland brand hard seltzer. <laughs> I love it. How is it? It's so good. It's basically White Claw, but Kirkland brand. And I'm not yes. mad about it. It's, I it's love very Costco. tasty. It's my so fave. good. Yeah. And it's such a bang for your buck. Oh, my gosh. Totally. You get so many of them for so cheap. Um, but yeah. So, well, thank you for enjoying cocktails with me this evening. And then, of course, I would love for you to tell all of the listeners where we can find you, how we can stay in touch, um, how we can purchase BTR Bar, like what to expect from you in the future to keep our eyes out for you. And then, you know, social media, website, all that great stuff. Absolutely. So we love, I, I just love to talk to people. So I run our Instagram. So you can find us at btr.bar and come say hi and give us a follow and and just talk to me. I love it. Um, you can find us at 
eatbtrbar.com. So that's probably the best place to, to shop the bars, look around. You can build your own box and customize as well as we're on Amazon. We're on a bunch of um, third-party e-commerce sites like Bubble Goods and Zippy Pantry. We're really trying to make sure that we're staying within the, you know, the most transparent marketplaces with all the health-conscious foods and beverages, which has been amazing. And you can email me at ashley at btrbites.com. I literally, I pride myself on responding to every email or at least trying to respond to every email that doesn't go to my spam filter. I really, even if you just want to say hi, I'm going to respond. It might be, you know, within four or five business days, but an email is coming to you. So I just love to talk to all of our prospective customers and people that just resonate with the story. We want to hear from you. Woo! Yes. Any last final tidbits that you want to offer before we sign off for the evening? I'm like speechless. This was so much fun. I think the last thing I'm just going to end with, you know, be bold, tenacious, and resilient. I, you know, could hear my parents saying that as, as I was a child. And it really, it means be your authentic self. And don't be afraid to try new things and to start new traditions and to make shit happen. So that's where I'm going to end. Yes. I love Love it. it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Melissa. Oh my gosh, you guys. Did you not just absolutely love Ashley? Isn't she such a gem? Are you already on her website ordering your first box of BTR bars? Because we do have a promo code for you. As I already mentioned, you can get 10% off your first box if you use the promo code SISTERHOOD. And support your small business female entrepreneurs. Do you know anybody that you think would be an incredible person to have on the Everyday Woman series? Because I am always looking for new women to bring on the show that have awesome stories that you and I can relate to or feel inspired by. And let's just keep this party rocking. So if there is somebody that you think would be incredible for this series, please either shoot me an email hello at mimosasisterhood.com or send me a dm on instagram all right guys well until next time keep kicking ass and tell all your female friends that they rock bye